That's crazy. So, <laughs> you know, that's crazy is something we say when something's like way out there, something's extreme. Maybe it's something that really seems like it's impossible. You just can't believe it. You know, Jesus said something that I think many times we hear it. We even go, oh, yeah, sure. But I don't think it really registers. You know, Jesus said this. He says, all things are possible for the one who has faith. Do you believe that? I mean, no ifs, ands, or buts. Do you believe that just simply yes or no? You know. See, the, the, what I want to do the next few weeks is talk about how to expand our faith. You know, to uh, expand that, that faith that is really God-given, uh, a faith that will take us out of our comfort zone, and it's pursuing in faith something that might seem crazy until it's not. So let's go crazy. That's what we're going to do. You know, when it comes to faith, instead of venturing out into what I would call the deep waters of faith, you know, instead of a faith that's full of adventure and joy and satisfaction, a faith that we really experience the best that God has to offer, instead of that kind of crazy faith, I believe most people settle for safe faith. You know, kind of splash around in the shallows of faith where it's safe, it's secure, it's what we know. See, when it comes to faith, I believe some Christ followers... They talk a good game. They seem like they've got this deep water faith. They're, they're at church regularly. They, they serve on a ministry team. They maybe take advantage of small group opportunities, avoid some of the temptations that are out there. They may even pray regularly. But they're going nowhere with their faith. You know, when it comes to faith... You might say, I believe, but you lack the faith. And so here's a question. When you think about your faith, would you say you have crazy faith that's extreme, that you believe, or do you have safe faith? You know, in those moments, I think of quiet reflection. I think oftentimes we wonder, is this it? Is this as good as it gets? I, I, I thought there would be more. And if you're honest, we say, I believe, but you want to give out. You want to give in. It's a crime. I think it's our sin. You know, how does it happen that our faith gets reduced. See, I think what happens as, as you face challenges and obstacles, as you find yourself in uncharted territory, so to speak, what, what happens is we kind of retreat from it. You know, we uh, encounter a situation. We have this potential where we might stretch ourselves, we might grow. And what we do is we panic. 
You know, we choose to play it safe, to stay in the familiar waters, to stay where we think we're in control. And so we look at all the opportunities we have, all the possibilities, the adventure, the challenges that are out there, and fear kicks in. Fear gets in your head at some point. And you think, I don't have what it takes to to meet the challenge. I don't have what it's going to take to deal with the obstacles that are before me. You know, Paul, he, he writes this. He says, I pray that God will open your minds to see the truth. Then you will know the hope that he has chosen us to have. You will know that God, that blessings God has promised his holy people are rich and glorious. And you will know, you see a theme here? And you will know that God's power is very great for us who believe it's the same power, it's the same as the mighty power he used to raise Christ from the dead and put him at his right side in heavenly places. See, I'm wanting to go to the version I've memorized and I should have stayed with it but we all need hope in our lives and we don't need safe faith we need a crazy faith that that digs in that knows no fear when it comes to the future a faith that will declare I believe you know through the storms through the rain through the pain the shame You know, through the grief, through the headaches, through the tears, through the waiting, through the years, the kind of faith that that people like us in a place like this, it's a faith that we need desperately in our lives. You know, Paul says this, he says, for God has not given us a spirit of what? Timidity. Wow, that was timid. But a spirit of power, love, and discipline. See, my prayer for this series is that God would open the eyes of your heart, that you could see how great God's power is, that that God's power is greater than whatever your inadequacies are. And because of that great power, you, you can actually look at the horizon And in spite of the challenges, the storms, the pain, whatever, with crazy faith, you pursue what seems impossible. You know, you experience God's best because you believe. I mean, how great a power does God have? Well, keeping the world spinning. Make sure that the sun will rise and set every day holds the stars, the moon, the planets in place. It's the same power that that keeps the universe in order, that exact same power that raised Jesus Christ out of the grave, took him to heaven and put him on the throne next to God. That same power is available to transform your life and mine. And I know you may be thinking, yeah, but I don't have what it takes. You're right. You don't have what it takes. But God does. It is a matter of where you place your faith 
So, so how, do, how do we experience God's power in our lives? You know, when you learn to see God's abilities instead of your inadequacies, I, I believe you can develop a crazy faith. You begin to set aside your, your doubts and your fears. You begin to venture out in, of the, those shallow waters, so to speak. You quit playing it safe. You start experiencing the best that life has to offer. And you embrace the challenge. You embrace the opportunities that God puts before you. You begin to believe anything and everything's possible. You know, it's old commercial, but the, the FedEx commercial, it was kind of a spoof of uh, Castaway, the movie. Remember Tom Hanks? He, uh, he plays uh, a uh, FedEx worker and ends up the company plane crashes. And Wilson, remember Wilson, the, the ball that it was his friend? And, uh, but he's stranded on that island for almost five years. And when he gets off the island, he delivers one of the packages that he had been caring for all that time. Well, in the commercial, it's a ragged look, and it's not Tom Hanks, but it looks like him. And he delivers the package to this suburban home. This lady comes to the door. He explains uh, everything about how he'd survived a plane crash, and he'd been on an island for five years alone. And uh, he goes, you know, I saved this uh, package. I wanted to deliver it, and uh, so he hands it to her. She says, thank you, and then he just stands there, and finally he uh, goes, may I ask what's inside the box? I mean, curiosity. He's been looking at this box for five years. She opens it, and she goes, oh, nothing. It's just got a satellite phone, a global positioning device, a compass, water purifier, and some seeds. (laughs) You know, it's a great commercial. (laughs) God has given you unbelievable resources if you just open it. If you just get out of the shallows and turn to him, quit playing it safe with your faith and embrace some crazy faith in your life. Those resources are yours. God wants you to live a power-packed life. You know, if you were to, to find that adventure... It's found in your faith. It's where the best that God has to offer is. Now, just curious, anybody ever have trouble getting started doing something? You know, how how many of you have been postponing something? (laughs) You know, maybe someday, maybe someday. What is it that you'd like to change about yourself or about your future? but you can't get motivated. You know, you can't get started. You know, maybe because you're afraid. Maybe it's gonna, you think it's going to require more than you got. You know, Paul says this. He says, no matter which way I turn, I can't make myself do right. I want to, but I can't. Does that describe any of you? You want to do what's right, You want to do what you know would be good, but you just don't have the power. Well, you're not alone in that. 
It's not a strange thing. And we, we talked about this in our last series, Dream On. Good intentions are not enough. They're never enough. Sometimes you get caught in these ruts. It, it's hard to break out of. You know, sometimes it's difficult to know how to get started. I mean, sometimes you face situations you're ill-prepared Ill for, and the reality is you do not have the ability. You don't have the talent. You don't have the energy or the intellect or the background. You don't have the money. You don't have the power to navigate whatever it is that's before you. So what do you do when your best performance isn't enough? I mean, what do you do when you feel like you're going to come up short? Most people retreat. They stay in the play it safe world. And we become very satisfied with watching life instead of really living life. You know, when you choose to play it safe with your faith, and I'm going to say this as kindly as I can, safe faith really isn't faith at all. It doesn't require faith. You need faith that God can. God can give you the power to overcome whatever. God can, can make the impossible possible. You know, God can open the future so that you can experience the best life. You know, Paul, he says in uh, Philippians 2.13, he says, for it is God who is at work within you, giving you the will and the power to achieve his purpose. You know, God wants to strengthen you. He gives you the power, and get this, not only to step out in faith, but to actually go big. You know, crazy faith doesn't just uh, stay in the shallows. You know, it goes deep, it goes big. It believes the impossible is possible with God. It keeps advancing faith forward. It is fully, completely trusting God with whatever it is. And I bet some of you could identify with this psalm. David, David uh, wrote this. David says, I'm worn out. Oh, Lord, have pity on me. Give me strength, I am completely exhausted, and my whole being is deeply troubled. How long, O oh Lord, will you wait to help me? That describes life sometimes, doesn't it? You ever felt that way? Maybe feel that way today? About your career? Your marriage? Maybe a, a relationship? Your kids? Your health? You know, I... I've got all these things. I, I'm tired. I'm worn out. I am so frustrated. I know I should keep believing. I know I should keep pushing forward in faith, but nothing's working. I give up. I quit. I'm out. Isaiah writes, he says, do you not know? Have you not heard? What is it? The Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth, he will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. 
He gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. Anybody tired? Weary? Stumbling through life? Frustrated? Anybody feel like you're out of options? Hear this, God will help. God will help. And I love this. It's in the, next, the very next verse, Isaiah 40, 31. He says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Friends, when you hit the wall, when you're out of strength, when you can't keep going on, you've got to remember you can tap into God's power and it's unlimited. And I know as I say that, some of you are going, yeah, okay, that may work for you, Damon, but it doesn't work for me. You know, I'm a Christ follower, you know, but I, I've never felt God's power in my life. You may be thinking that, and you may be right. God's power is not automatic. You know, crazy faith requires you to do a few things up front. You know, first of all, you got to admit your lack of power. I mean, you may be a faithful Christ follower. You may be doing everything that you possibly can to deal with whatever or to pursue whatever. But at some point, you have to realize and admit it that you lack the power that you need, that you're not quick enough, you're not smart enough, you're not strong enough, you fill in the blank here. Admit that you don't have it all together. That's a hard thing to do. When, when you think that you're in control of everything, when you think you're God, it just jams everything up. And what happens with your faith, well, you stay in the shallows. Sure, sure, you splash around a little bit, make a little noise, yeah. Yeah, I can handle this. I can handle everything, you know. I can do it on my own. I, I don't need anybody. I'm self-sufficient. Are you? You know, when I was a kid, when you were a kid, you believed you could do anything, didn't you? Then you come out of, like, high school, and you actually think you're invincible. And then life happens. <laughs> At some point, you encounter problems and challenges and frustration. And you realize you don't have all the power that you need. In fact, part of maturing in your faith as a follower of Jesus Christ is really coming to terms with your limitations. Paul says each, each time he said, he's talking about God speaking to him, my grace is all you need. My power works best in what? In what? Weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my what? Yeah. So that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my, here we go again, weakness. 
and in the insults and the hardships and the persecution and the trouble that I've suffered for Christ. For when I am weak, I am what? Strong. Friends, you can either settle for a safe faith life where you spend all your energies trying to keep from being overwhelmed, trying to do whatever it is you're trying to do, or you can start developing a crazy faith that pushes you past those things. Admit, you've got to admit that you're inadequate. You've got to admit that you lack the power or the skills or whatever to navigate what you're trying to navigate, and then you believe in faith. You've got to believe in faith. You know, when you step away from that safe faith, you choose crazy faith, the impossible actually becomes possible. Not because of you, but because of God. You know, a father, he asked Jesus one time, he wanted to have his son healed. And he asked him, he says, if you could heal him. And I I love Jesus' answer. Jesus was kind of funny sometimes. He goes, what do you mean, if I can? You pick it up there? Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. So I want to ask you two key questions. What are you expecting God to do in your life? And what are you expecting God to do through your life? Because God works according to your faith. Matthew, Jesus said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Since God has unlimited power, unlimited resources, you shouldn't limit God because of your expectations. Does that make sense? There is no problem, no future that's too big for God. The, the real issue is, what are you willing to believe that God can do? And friends, not only do you have to live in faith, but you've you got to begin to speak in faith in your life. You know, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4, he says, The scriptures say, I spoke because I believed. In the same spirit of faith, we also speak because we believe. You've got to verbalize your faith. You have to announce it. You have to state it. What are you believing God's going to do? The, the size of your goals is determined by the size of your God. And in fact, if you were to show me today what goals you have, I could tell you what you believe God could do through you. I could tell you whether you're playing it safe when it comes to faith or, or if you got crazy faith. Writer in Proverbs says, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. What are you saying about your marriage? What are you saying about your job, your health, your finances, your kids? 
what are you saying about that problem in your life? I mean, if you're waiting for God to do a miracle, are your words short-circuiting it? You know, you believe, but you deny it. Like this. I believe God's going to save my marriage. But, man, my marriage is the pits. I mean, what, what, what's the use? You know, I, I'm praying that my kids develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. Man, my kids are hopeless. They're out to lunch. God, help me break this bad habit I'll, I'll never change. You hear it? Feel the tension? I mean, as you start moving in the right direction, God sees your faith, but God also hears your faith. You know, what are you saying? Because God hears it. God hears it. You may be thinking you're waiting on God. I want to suggest maybe God's waiting on you. You know, there's a story, uh, Matthew 14, the disciples are out to sea. Jesus isn't with them this time. This big storm hits. I mean, it's a big storm. And these fishermen are freaking out. The disciples look out and they see someone walking on the water toward them. They do not realize that it's Jesus. And so they're just they're afraid. Jesus calls out to them, it's me, <laughs> don't be afraid. I love Peter. He's so spontaneous. He, he hears the Lord. He sees that Jesus is walking on the water. He goes, Lord, if it's really you, ask me to come out on the water. I want to walk on water too, Jesus. And Jesus did. He invited him out. Says, Jesus says to him, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water. You picture it? He came toward Jesus. And when he noticed the strong winds, he became frightened and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Peter had to get out of the boat, right? That's the first thing he had to do. And he started experiencing God's power in his life. As long as he was focusing on Jesus, he was walking on water. Can you imagine that? And then he starts focusing on the storm. He's focusing on the strong wind, and he starts sinking. I mean, he's going to drown. And do not miss this, because this is important. Peter, as long as he focused on Jesus, everything was good. But then he started focusing on the waves and the wind and the storm, and he about drowned. Now, I love this, because Scripture says Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Faith will determine whether you get out of the boat. Faith will determine if you sink or swim. And I want you to hear it. It's okay 
if your faith wavers. It's okay if you fail once in a while. Do you hear that? It's okay. Because in those moments, Jesus will catch you. He will watch over you. But if you keep at it, over time, you will focus less on the problems and the obstacles, and you'll begin to focus more on Jesus and what God can do. And, and here's the craziest thing. You'll grow in your faith over time. Some of you will need God's power this week. You know, it, it's available to you. But the question will be, what are you going to expect God to do in those moments? Do not limit God with unbelief. Friends, do not live on just a fraction of the power that's available to you. I can do it on my own. Okay, have at it. Friends, I pray that God will open your minds to see his truth. Then you will know the hope that has been chosen, the hope, yeah, try it again. Then you will know the hope that he has chosen us to have. You will know that the blessings God has promised his holy people are rich and glorious. And you will know that God's power is very great for us who believe. Anything God has ever done, God can do right now. Anything God has ever done anywhere, he could do here. And anything that God has ever done for anyone, he could do for you. The question is, do you believe that? I want to suggest we go crazy. Start believing that we can overcome, that we can get through, that we can move forward, that we can accomplish whatever it is with God's power and with God's grace. Let, let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you today. God, I don't know what obstacles are out there, struggles, problems. I don't know what goals people are pursuing. But God, I pray they'd put them in your hands today. That they would believe that all things are possible with you. You're our hope, Lord. You're the only way we get through. God, give us strength, give us wisdom. God, may all the things that we say and do be pleasing in your sight. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. God's people said, to prepare for communion, let, let, let's stand, let's, let's worship and uh, give God our hearts right now.